Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hello again, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team is continuing our Trek, get it? through season two of the original series we will be discussing the doomsday machine season two episode six or uh or like we're only gonna discuss one of them and which one will it be cat's paw season two episode seven the only holiday themed episode of all of star trek because they held it for halloween week we'll get to that here in a bit but the doomsday machine an episode I really like, except for one horrifying flaw. Uhura's not in yes. it? Yes. Right. Yeah, and I was waiting for somebody to... Yeah. Sammy who that. is that white lady? Yeah, the white yeah. lady who got all of Uhura's lines. It's hard to say all caps when you're taking notes for yourself, but, like, all capital letters, but two lines. I took two lines of my notepad to write this. Who are you and where is Uhura? <laughs> I have one line of notes that's just go away, white lady. <laughs> <laughs> I want that tattooed. <laughs> mine yes. mine says, where's Ahura with a bunch of question marks and exclamation points. And then underneath it, I get irritated every time I see not Ahura. Right. <laughs> yes. She is decidedly not Ahura, but she clearly the script was written with Ahura in mind. And so white lady just got all of Ahura's lines. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad that she never got a name. Yeah. I think she <laughs> yeah. actually did. Uh, no. She... no, she didn't. It's been scrubbed from my memory, it's... therefore it didn't Fair happen. Enough. <laughs> her, na- her name is not Ahura. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like this episode. It, it, it's a weird space Moby Dick sort of thing. And okay. uh, yeah. Kirk is wearing his uh, evening wear tunic the whole episode. He, he wears that much of season two, <laughs> the, the wraparound green tunic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like It's his summer uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say knowing that, you know, in space, <laughs> there's really no seasons. <laughs> Mac, I like that term Moby Dick episode much better than what I wrote down, which is chunky space worm. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down fire anus. <laughs> I also wrote down fire butthole. Yes. I, I, I just made the comment, the comment as we were watching it. I was like, that looks like a fire anus. And Mac was like, write that down. So I <laughs> My mind was somewhere else. I'm like, chunky space worm. <laughs> Gonna turn him into one of those little like knitted animals. <laughs> He's just a chunky boy. I thought he looked like a butthole. And then my immediate thought afterwards was, oh, he's only eating the planets looking for a healthy suppository because his ass is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't mean to kill a bunch of people. He's just looking for some some hemorrhoid cream. Throwing, you know, starships into it. And (laughs) that's not helpful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess I'm a little confused. And there's also a part of me that even I'm saying it, I'm like, do you really need to know? Eris, do you really need to know? Or can you just 
just watch the episode and be like, I guess this butthole is eating chips or whatever. Maybe the writers don't know. Why is this thing a thing? <laughs> Again, did they give it? Like, I feel like they were trying to tell me why this thing is a thing. And then I guess maybe I just wasn't absorbing it. <laughs> well, they didn't make much of an effort to find out. Kirk was like thoroughly not caring where it came from. <laughs> okay. It's, it's only after the fact and it's only in secondary canon where the reason for this thing makes sense. It was an effort by a ancient alien race to destroy the ships of another race that we will meet in the future. Okay. And they're... Their ships were super strong and unable to be destroyed by any other means. And so... So this one is just rogue, like, yeah. Yeah. off-mission. It's a rogue fire butthole. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I need to eat some more ships because that's what they programmed me to do. And well, I guess I'll eat yeah. these ships. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hungering okay. for the, the energy that ships normally put out. And the its target was very good at en energy redundancy, uh -huh. for lack of to, to avoid any kind of spoilers of what what it's actually going to hit. And so it would just cut through regular ships like they were tinfoil, but it could actually stand up to these massive ships that were otherwise impenetrable. Okay, the yeah, impenetrable just... butthole. I see. The rogue like, impenetrable fire butthole. Yes, that's right. They, they kept making references to the H bomb, and like it's like just like in ancient art, ancient history, where they made the H bomb. And I was just like, okay, but I I, I see sort of, but like you made it like because in my my head at the time it was like chunky space worm, and then you just like released it. Like most people don't just release their H bombs out into the the universe to be like, okay, have a good life. Good but, luck out there. And, but, but some do like get away from the pack. Like, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Here's this chunky space worm just eating all the things. And he's just like, I guess I'll do this until well, somebody lifts me up. That's pretty peak Cold War kind of thought. What if one of our bombs got in the hands of somebody else? That's true. Yeah. Or what if one of our bombs was sort of alive and decided to run away? Right. What if it decided to think for itself? Yeah. <laughs> decided it really needed to eat all them planets. No, no, no. But like, uh, it's weird that I, I mean, I, I wrote a lot of things kind of making fun of various things of this episode, but like, I actually did kind of like it because it, it, at least, especially towards the end, it had a very neat level of tension to it. Yeah. I know Kirk was going to survive, but there's a moment where you're like, <laughs> are they going to kill Kirk right now? Like, I yeah. like it, it was an actual tension that sometimes you don't feel in shows like this. Yeah, I got to see Scotty, like, do his thing. Yeah, like, yeah. He gets zapped over, and he's immediately like, the fuck is wrong with the transporter? But like, <laughs> sir, I'm, he's like, I'm going to fix this argument. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, and he's just, like doing all the things. <laughs> and then you know, not Uhura is up there trying to fix their communication system. So like, if Uhura was actually in this episode, she would have gotten to be a total badass. And like, yeah, yeah, like we have to get a message to Starfleet because holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> this space worm is gonna eat everything. Yeah, this um, is like Pete. There is a major crisis, and we can't tell anyone about it. So we yeah. gotta fix all of our stuff and there's a major crisis like from a military standpoint because basically right. now you have this commodore who outranks everyone else on the ship who's gone clearly fucking nuts 
but knows enough of like regulation that he's just like, well, until you get a psychologist to get me to sit down and take the fucking exam, you can't sign off on me being incompetent. So therefore I still control the ship. And everyone's like, whoops, we found a loophole that he's exploiting. Oh, I, no. <laughs> you, you have a guy who said he has a space psychology degree on this ship. You think he'd be a little smarter about these kinds of regulations and like would find a way to do it. Every other Star Trek series has a doctor that would be like, I will take you out of commission if I have to. Don't make me. And Bones is like, oh, nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah, I, I do wish that Bones was like on board. Like, like, well, not on board, but, like, on, on the bridge. Like, come up to the bridge and be like, yeah, no, he's crazy. Get him out of here. Right. <laughs> you know, just, like, immediately. Like, and he kind of tried to, because he, because they're all like, I'll certify that spot. But, yeah, the Commodore immediately turns around and goes, the only way you can certify that is if I take your dumb test, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, did they change regulations after this happened? Because <laughs> they're like, oh, we found a loophole. Whoopsie, let's go ahead and make that on-the-spot emergency declaration as a part of our right. Although it cracks me up because later on, Kirk just said, oh, my personal authority. So I'm like, so Kirk's personal authority beats Star Trek regulations? That one felt very Kirk-centered. Like, yeah. he came up with that idea, and everyone else was like, we're willing to go with it, because all the punishment's gonna fall on Kirk, no matter what. But at the same time, we kind of want him out of here. It felt like, if you're my friend, you'll do this kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Not yeah. not necessarily like, I'm a badass, so listen to what I have to say, and more like, if you're my best friend, then you'll do this for me, because I really want you to. Yes. And Spock was immediately like, okay. <laughs> I'm your best friend. Yeah, I, I like this one, because I feel like we've kind of, we're kind of taking a tour through different types of sci-fi. Like, sci-fi is a broad-term category, and there's lots of sub-genres inside of that like we basically, depending on what kind of science you're concentrating on, you'll have different flavors of sci-fi. And so we've kind of gone from, you know, here's like the planet stuff and here's like sociological stuff and whatever. And now we've gone into like more of a military aspect because you have the conflict in this. Yes, there's the space anus that's eating things, but there's also our higher military-esque hierarchical structure no longer working in our favor. <laughs> And we have our superiors who have gone nuts, who are calling all the shots. I just think it's kind of cool that they're that they're doing this. They are they're building this genre. Yeah, like, in the sixties. Yeah, for them. I mean, there there was there was sci-fi before this, but like they're taking it to like several different new levels. I think I'm sh there's military fiction before this, and there was like sci-fi, but now it's like, ah, oh, here's an episode where what if we just blended the two together? A military sci-fi. And you're like, God, thus a million dude bros were born. Right. Yeah, there's that. But also it was copying off of Forbidden Planet. Like, there, I love Star Trek, obviously, but there's nothing about Star Trek, there's nothing about anything Roddenberry did that he didn't steal from somebody else. That's true. Yeah. Can I also just interject real quick and just the fucking faces on Matt Decker yeah. at the end when he gets all eaten? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> In general, I thought that actor did a good job. It was just when he was dying that I thought it was weird. Yeah. It's almost more of an editing problem than it is a performance problem. That's true. Z, what do you got? What do I got? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 
when they first find the Commodore and they're like trying to get him to look at him and stuff, the way they touch his face is extremely intimate. Like, <laughs> like they're caressing that bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, our boss. They touch him like like you would touch like a loved one. Like caress his cheek and grab him by the chin and turn him towards you and like stare lovingly into his eyes. Like that. <laughs> Like that's that's shit you see in romance movies and shit. Yes. Rippers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Kirk call him Matt a lot? Like just first name thrown out. Like this is his boss essentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is a man who ranks higher than him. Uh, at least a, a significant portion that Kirk is a little bit like thighed on the whole. Like, well, you need to return my ship because I asked you nicely. And he's like, Matt, please. Matt, no. Matt, remember all those good times we had in the academy? I mean, obviously, yes, he did say that. But you the know. time the showers where I lost my towel, you lost your towel. <laughs> Uh, I just also, assume, I just assume Kirk is just boned down on everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good assumption. <laughs> they don't call him Jim Dick Down Kirk for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody in this universe I haven't fucked. I just, I had some other questions too. Like, like if that ship is blown to pieces, how are they breathing? And and <laughs> how is gravity working if the ship is not working? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had questions like that, like which we, I guess like suspension of disbelief or whatever. But yeah, right. I mean, they do. Looking at it now, like the original effects in the '60s, the ship was like torn apart. In fact, they built it out of toy models that were commercially available and just oh, like nice. shredded parts of it. But like the new CGI version of it, it looks like really only the structural damage is on the engines. Like the main cabins are still fairly solid at least enough to where they could corner off any hull breaches and still occupy the space yeah i guess mm -hmm. i just kind of mentally assumed whatever engines they use to make the ship for lack of a better term like go backwards and forwards or whatever were broken but like the auxiliary power like the engines yeah. that like make the breathing happen uh were still functional so yeah. it's just like here we're floating in the middle of space. We're like, well, we can't go anywhere, but we can breathe still. Yeah, yeah I'll, can, I'll allow it. They they typically can shift power to various systems, and you know, I think life support's like the last one to to lose power. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a leap if they were really having that much power problems, whether they could get some right. life support and artificial gravity working. But uh, that one, I'm willing to leap to some manner of suspending my disbelief on. Also, just to change the subject, there was a black guy. There was. Yeah. There's there's almost, I mean, like, we see a lot of, like, women of color, but I don't know that I've ever seen them. Well, other than that one time that that guy tried to seduce Ahura. Right. Early, early into the series. But, like, yeah. I feel like I haven't really seen a black guy on, on the ship before. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. some, every once in a while, I'll see some dudes, like, in the background that have no mm -hmm. lines. And you're just sort of like, mm, you can bring them guys forward just a little bit. They don't always have to be just part of the scenery. My own personal. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the the franchise gets better at that as time goes on. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding more better. Star Trek like clips, like oh, yeah. floating around on Tumblr, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna get there someday, and I'll understand this reference. <laughs> <laughs> They're also leaning really heavily into the thing that's kind of annoying and kind of funny, where they call like sensor sensors. 
and deflectors, deflectors, and like <gasps> Spock leans into that hard this episode. So like every time I'm just kind of like chuckling to myself. I'm like, hey, what's a sensor? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't notice it because I, I don't know. I'm used to a lot of sci-fi that does it, which the sci-fi watch is probably doing that in homage to Spock. Right. You know, not, not, not pronouncing words correctly. There's a there's a but. great little piece in in the new animated show uh, Lower Decks where they they make fun of the pronunciation of the word censor, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's just ingenious. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 true. It was censors all over the place. Okay, bear with me. I feel like it's weirdly classist in the way of like, oh yeah, we have to make this word sound fancier. Mm. So because I am a bourgeois person and I know how to <laughs> pronounce things with the the right pronunciation, the oh. censor sores and the deflectors be like yeah they're the censors just be part of the rabble <laughs> everyone else pronounces it censors just say it no it's the censors it's like okay but i also wonder like is it them trying to be a little way science fictiony like trying to invent a new term that doesn't need a new term there could be that too but there's always like weird stuff like that that you'll see in like tv and movies where like one character will pronounce something one way and a different character will pronounce the same thing a different way and i'm always like did you guys not have somebody on set to yell cut and say actually you need to say it this way they do that in star wars with with leia's name like one guy calls her leah and i'm like you didn't stop and make him say her name correctly stuff like that always drives me nuts that one's probably true just because i've seen a lot in like like how to make a tv show like here's your here's your thing i don't know when it was the idea was officially invented but it wasn't a thing that was very like enforced on a lot of sets of this idea of you would have like your tv show bible so right. you would have like every episode you put information in. that way you're not a recreating the wheel but being like actively contradicting yourselves but tv and- shows won't tv shows will not have a bible and so it's just like this weird shit show of they just cram stuff together and then they just forget because like different writers write different episodes and they'll forget what they said or what they did say because like in, in pronunciation the- guide <laughs> In the future, yeah, they actually, for the shows in the 80s forward, Mm -hmm. they, on scripts, they would include a pronunciation guide. Right, okay. On on page one of the script, it would show various alien terms and names and and specify the the phonetic pronunciation. But even to this day, other shows struggle with this concept of, I don't know, write your shit down. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <Yep. laughs> You're like, it is 2021. Just keep track. Google Docs are a thing. And yeah, like the, the Bibles are usually ri- are intended only for writers, but it never really for production and directors. Mm. There's not a, yeah, the idea of like a director's Bible or a performer's mm. Bible is sort of an alien thing. So mm. you get a, <laughs> a director who's just a journeyman director directing for that week and a guest star, they could go off in some really strange directions. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. Procedural cop shows will usually have a continuity director mm-hmm. and their entire job is to make sure the objects in the room were in the same place when they have to like start and stop, you know, like doing different cuts right. for the same scene. Cause they're just like, if you, yeah. Especially when it comes to like clues, you don't want, you don't want shit moving around. <laughs> in all the shows just all of them just put more of those people in all the shows to make sure things keep track 
<laughs> I'd be really good at that job. I, I that needs to be my next career path. Star, Star Trek <laughs> got a lot better about that out of necessity because there were <laughs> entire books written about continuity errors alone. Like there was a whole series in the '90s of, of the nitpickers' guide to the various Star Treks, and it would just do like a page and a half on uh, an episode and tell you exactly what went wrong and uh, <laughs> what doesn't make any sense. The original series obviously suffered, but the, the other shows aren't perfect at it, but they definitely strive for that because they don't want to be dragged on the internet or in print. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm sure it's a hard job, but yeah. at the same time, it basically just requires you to have like situational awareness. <laughs> Which is apparently yeah. a thing that's in short supply for a lot of people. We are approaching our commercial break time. Does anybody else have anything else they want to add about the Doomsday Machine? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> then with that, we will go to our commercial break. Are you troubled by flaming space anuses? I sure am. <laughs> well, there's new comfort out there in the world for you, dear listener. Decker's Magnificent Hemorrhoid Cream. It comes in a 4,000-ton tube. Just install it into your ship's phaser banks using the trademark Space Anus Applicator. And Sold separately. Applying a generous dollop of Decker's patented Space Anus Cream. And uh, sooner or later, you'll be fine. Warning, will not work on Borg Collective ships. We have messages of social enlightenment. Uh, we've This is the second round we've done today on these, so forgive us if we repeat ourselves, but I forget. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. There you go. Water is life. Yeah. Keep going. Consent matters. Yeah. Keep going. Don't storm the cap uh, ca capital. Almost said castle. <laughs> also, don't storm the castle. That, that's good advice. Yeah, too. if you if you have a castle, don't storm it. They're probably pretty fortified, and they've got guards, so yeah. you might die. And we don't want you to die. Listen, you know that. Also, that be brave uh, enough to be kind. Yes. Oh. Acknowledge that other humans exist and have a right to continue existing. If you enjoy the noises coming out of our mouth holes, you might also enjoy another podcast, the Not the Holidays Broken, that's this one, As the Myth Turns with your cultural interns. Eris. And Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. They air episodes on weeks that we are off, and they are back better than ever for the new year. Right? Mm. Yes. For other entertainments, you can go to partyapocalypse.com where there are books, blogs, movie reviews, and the fourth wall in its entirety. Other things will be coming in the new year as we progress into it. Eris, you have a YouTube channel. I do. You can find me at Eris O'Reilly, all one more, no punctuation. I do a lot of video game media. I also do some art and some other things, and I'm slowly working on some book reviews. Yeah, you can check me out. Again, that's Eris O'Reilly, no punctuation, all one word. Z, yeah. you uh, are hip to what the youths are uh, <laughs> into right now. And they go on a worldwide web, an information superhighway, if you will, and exchange short films with one another in something called a TikTok. Yes. Um, so I have a TikTok. It used to be Oscilladoti, and now it is underscore. It's just Z underscore. You do things and stuff, and they go viral. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had, I have a couple videos get kind of popular, so that's pretty cool. 
You're kind of famous. Love of my life. Donate to your favorite cause. Doesn't have to be much. Just just send a little money to some people who are doing good work in your community. The end. <laughs> Way to high road us. We got people talking about our websites and our YouTubes <laughs> and our TikToks. And, I mean, and I. And you're I, all then. They're like, be altruistic to the human race. <laughs> I, I sometimes update my Goodreads. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, sure. Dude, friend me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm on the Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on Twitter looking for my uh, 30th follower. So, <laughs> you know, if that's you, come find me. I just, I audibly As your heard spouse, that, that, that pitch made me a little uncomfortable, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you winked right at the microphone. Like, yeah, yeah. come find me. <laughs> With all that out of the way, uh, I think we'll head back to our episode. Welcome back. <laughs> and so, Cat's Paw. Which I subtitle or I alternate titled, Thank God Uhura's Back. Until I realized that this is actually like being shot out of order. Like they shot this before she, White Lady came along. So. This was their first episode back after the break, but they held it like we said earlier yeah. for Halloween week. Because uh, Chekhov's wig was just full out awful this episode. Oh boy, it was like that was just what they had lying around. They didn't oh. even have his wig yet. It was just wear this. You're on TV now. Yeah. Don't ask any questions. Oh, it was like, so bad. like, oh yeah, my grandma has a wig. I'll just borrow it for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and so based bad. on the star date, this actually takes place smack dab in the middle of season 1. Oh, no. <laughs> I place. don't understand the star dates. It, it, there is no rhyme no nor reason to them in the original no. series. <laughs> I just, I think I wanted this episode to be um, Shakespearean. Right. I had such high hopes when it started. You know, like, we get those three witches, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Macbeth. Okay, like, this is pretty cool. Then you get, like, a good curse that rhymes, you know? And I'm like, yeah, this is feeling very Shakespearean. And then they get into a castle. I'm like, yes, here we go. It's about to go down. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, whatever. I guess this is what we're doing now. You, you had the three ghosts or witches, and they, they yes, definitely get a Macbeth vibe from there. But I was thinking, oh, they must be the ghosts of Yeoman Past. <laughs> <laughs> once they once they turn 25 and they're too old to work on the bridge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just excuse me, I think I need a moment. <laughs> that, was, that had a visceral reaction in me. <laughs> it's like my guts felt that one. I do appreciate that they literally hung this entire episode on Kirk actually does try to seduce his way out of the situation. True. Like True. he's just like I gotta do it, one for the team. And they're like, okay. And he's just like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what if I just, I mean, she's all into sensation and stuff, so like, I'm gonna seduce her. But the, but the whole time, again, I'm like, I, I'm constantly amazed that Kirk has enough blood flow to his brain to like, <laughs> run a starship and you know make plans <laughs> seems like most of the time he probably doesn't have that capability <laughs> maybe just like this one weird long con to like sed like ah oh, i'm seducing the ship so if i do a real good job of being a captain <laughs> maybe the ship will finally return my affections <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, I give Kirk so much shit. Um, I'm not <laughs> gonna take it back. I just do. I just, I'm just, I'm just saying it out loud. It's a statement of fact. <laughs> He's earned it. He's earned it. I mean, and, and he gets f- more than enough adulation from uh, white boys everywhere. That yes, it's good for him. Yeah, it's good for him. <laughs> Z, you got anything? Not really. This it didn't really keep my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Same with I me. was I was glad that, that we finally got a misbehaving god woman. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was a nice little shift. But and then, she was also a cat, so that was interesting. Although, like, as a person who has cats, like that was clearly at least three different stunt cats that they were using, and one of them I think was a puppet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah. And the whole time I was like, just give the kitty a treat and she'll stop being so growly. Well, <laughs> at, at, as the away team knows, you're not going to necessarily avoid hissing from a cat. That's true. That's by true. feeding it treats. Yeah, yeah. Because our cat is misanthropic. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's just a big grumpy kitty. It wasn't yeah. quite the, like, terror-filled thing that they were acting like it was. At least not to me, but, they you know. They acted like they're not cat people, and I I get it. Some people are afraid of cats and have yeah. misconceptions about them, but, like, I've, I've met those people, and they if they hear a cat hiss, it's like they lose their minds. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, I also don't know what the size of the cat was in the very end, you know, where, like, it just showed the shadows of the cat yeah. and stuff, and I'm like, okay, because I, like, uh, I had a, I had a cat in college, and she never really got bigger than like eleven pounds, even at her biggest. Like she was always a small cat. But oh man, when she started making noises like that, I was like, "No, you're right. You get that side of the room now. I just won't even try." Because she's just like, "Hello, I am made of razor blades and teeth, <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna mess you up. I may only have ten pounds, but I can use it." I get like some people who aren't great with cats. They hear that and they're like primal sensation of this cat's gonna mess me up and it's true <laughs> that cat's gonna mess you up <laughs> yep. it's like this is like just let them calm down you know maybe I, a little tuna little get a, open up a can of tuna put it on a plate give it to them as like a sacrifice like an offering you know, to an angry god right? <laughs> get some it. you know red and green chunks beamed down from the ship to, <laughs> yeah you know offer <laughs> cats are a little bit like people they do get hangry. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no hot, kidding. Like, kitty, kitty. Like, I get it. I get you, but you need to eat because you're acting the fool right now. So, like, I really need you to eat something because you're just hissing at nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's always disturbing is when they start staring at something that I can't see. And I'm like, mm, how many colors do cats see it again? <laughs> Why are you angry at this corner specifically? <laughs> I, I'm, and this is like a little off topic, I guess. I'm actually kind of impressed with the music that we've had so far in season two. Like, they've changed it up from the same, like, three themes that they play. Like, there's the romance <laughs> theme, and then the Kirk's fighting theme. and But, like, now there's, like, some more score, and there's, like, more interesting music. At one point, I wrote, wow, that's a trumpet. Like, they just <laughs> <laughs> leaning into this like early sci-fi kind of over the top orchestration and it's kind of yeah. cool. So that's, that's the we have a bigger budget. That I a lot. 
even in these like not so great episodes. Yeah. You said yes, they do have a bigger budget this year, but the the budget is going to be slashed in season three. So prepare <laughs> oh, good. prepare your bodies and minds for that now, because we'll be getting there in the summer. Mm. Oh geez. Um, I liked her outfits. Mm. Mrs. I think well, what was her name? Sylvia? Yeah. Mrs. Cass. Mrs. Cass. Cass- Cass- Oh. <laughs> no, I think it was Sylvia, um, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, which is like a such a weirdly Earth name, like a weirdly American Earth name, Sylvia versus like Harab. Yeah. Anyway, especially because they're supposed to be like weird bird puppets at the end of it. Um, bird <laughs> flower puppets. Chicken. I don't know what they were. The, the, yeah, um, reminded me of the Manamana uh, puppets from Manamana. <laughs> Manamana. <laughs> oh my god, yes, I didn't. Yes, they do. Holy crap! <laughs> and um, did yes, took it, you know, genocide at the end. There? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah. okay, so the last Hatch two genocide, at least they didn't casual. blow up a computer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her outfits were pretty cool. I mean, I know she was like pulling them out of like their brains or whatever, but I thought they were neat. I was like, I'd wear that. (laughs) It wasn't a typical, like, toga barely clinging to the boobs look that Mm -hmm. all the other ladies on the planets have. Also, um, what, okay, so this is kind of going out there, but, um, one thing I really appreciated about the actress this time around for Sylvia is that a lot of, I think this is the 60s things, because I know I haven't just heard this on Star Trek, but like a lot of the, the a lot of actresses will speak in this kind of like weird breathy tones. Yes. I, can't, I can't even mimic it. Almost she like they're so, trying to imitate Marilyn Monroe and not quite getting it done. Yeah, and and I and I appreciate that this particular actress is sort of like, no, like she still talked with that kind of nineteen sixties affectation. But at the same time, like, she didn't try... She didn't try to do the little baby girl thing. Like, she's like, no, I'm going to talk to you like I'm a person. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I'm a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I appreciated that because not... Because a lot of their actresses go Mm -hmm. for, I'm a little baby girl. And I'm like, no, (laughs) you go home with that. No. (laughs) Just screw you and your baby voice. I don't know. This was an episode. It, it was. was. It, it, it lasted exists. approximately 50 minutes, so yep. there was time for commercials. It uh, had Uhura, so that was kind of nice. It was good to have her back, if it was even in the past. Yeah. yeah. I like the DeSalle guy. He's pretty neat. I think, I don't know if that's the first time we've seen him, but, like, I don't know. He's cool. It's actually the third time we've seen him, but it'll be the last. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't oh, even I just <laughs> got to appreciate him. Okay. Like, I Okay. But he was clearly the, oh, we sent all of our, everyone in the line of command to the planet, so now we got to stick our, like, sixth stringer on the bench. And yeah. <laughs> it's just so wild to me. And I know, and I, I, I know only because you've told me, Matt, that um, they get better about that. But, yeah. but it's just sort of like everyone who commands this damn starship is now on the planet where untold amounts of danger is happening. Right. Good well. plan. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, do we have left? Well, number right. one is down there, and number two, and the third in line, and fourth, and fifth, <laughs> and sixth. Who are we down to? Oh, me and the 27th guy in line. <laughs> Check off his wig and this guy. 
Yeah, and the the guy that dies at the very beginning, who we were supposed to care that he was killed, even though we don't know who that is. Futurama did an excellent joke off of this. Um, They have an episode where Fry and the heads of the original Star Trek crew um, are taken to a planet by an alien force, much like what happens in every Star Trek episode. Except that since James Doohan was dead and couldn't provide the voice He wasn't dead yet. Okay, but he wasn't able to do the voice for Scotty. So they brought in another character and they said, oh, it's like, it's Welshy. It's our beloved uh, other guy that came in. And he (sighs) dies like immediately when they get to the planet. And then Fry goes, Welshy! Like he cared about him the entire time. And (laughs) so like every time I see some rando die, Mac and I are like, Welshy, no! (laughs) Except on, on this Star Trek, it's usually like, oh, Hallahan! Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was my favorite but i just met (laughs) but they all they all cared really hard that that guy died (laughs) it's true it's true we are inching on our time for this episode uh does anybody else have anything else they want to add about uh i was about to say the apple but that's not the episode we watched (laughs) Cat's yep. Paw, another, just this particular bullshit season two episode. <laughs> Next time, your away team will uh, continue on with season two, where we will watch, in no particular order, Metamorphosis, and uh, many of your away team will be thrilled beyond words to learn the return of Harcourt Fenton Mud in <laughs> I <laughs> Mud. The slavered, rapey one, right? Yeah, well, I mean, one. you'll have to be more specific, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. The human trafficker, yes. Why did you that. say we're watching these in no particular order? Aren't we watching them in a very particular and order? We're watching them in the reverse order. I said metamorphosis first because I wanted the reaction on iMud. Oh, oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure we're watching these in a specific order. But... In reverse order. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Mac has like a whole, like, he has like a checklist. <laughs> He has he has list on his iPad. <laughs> I have the next two years of our lives pretty much planned out. <laughs> he does. Oh, <laughs> All right, then okay. <laughs> really only the next year. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody settle down. <laughs> I'm being overly melodramatic as always. All right. If nobody else has got anything else, we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Cat noises. <laughs>